Yeah, and, and I also believe like if, if you have the positive energy, it, it, it will follow. And if you have the determination and, 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 and hard work. A lot of people that do want to make their uh, living out of it don't have the idea exactly how, like what kind of elements. So they, oh, yeah, I want to be this uh, professional athlete and travel the world. And like, okay, that's cool. But how are you going to make money to do that and, and, and maintain your a living? Like... Yeah, but I mean, I can do competitions. Like, ah, competitions is not, it's not really an income. <laughs> it's cool, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a side hustle. <laughs> Hi, Louis here. Nice that you're here too. On today's episode of Swapping Shoes, I talked with Philip Van Ace, the brilliant mind behind progression free running and jump free run. Phil is an OG tracer from the Netherlands and one of the co-founders slash organizers of the biggest parkour jam in the world. He also works as a stuntman, performer, coach and other jobs done by those who master the art of professional parkour. We chatted about for the love of movement, doing parkour for a living and many other things. I hope you stick by and enjoy. This is Swapping Shoes with Philip Van Ays. Hello, Philip. Welcome to Swapping Shoes. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I mean, it's been a, a weird year or so, but um, um, yeah, um, things have changed a lot. But I mean, things are going to change back, I hope. So yeah, it'll be okay. Yeah, that's true. And how is your back? I remember that when I was in the Netherlands, you were struggling with your back problem. Better now? Yeah, it's 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 well, yeah, I had an operation about two years ago um, that did a lot of good. Then, funny enough, uh, with the first lockdown we had in March, I had a similar feeling again. Um, that um, I, I got rid of that in about four weeks by just chilling a bit and doing some exercises. Then it came back the second lockdown. Uh, and, it's, and now it's almost gone again. And it's, it's a weird feeling because it's not that painful. Um, but just if I do too many impact stuff with it, it will hurt more afterwards. And, mm. um, and that's the weird feeling because now I feel pretty fit and I want to move, but I know if I do it now, it's too soon. So, uh, uh, but it's, it's, it's going into the right direction. So I'm, I'm fine with that. Cool. I'm old. I mean, you take what you get. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, you're not old. You're young. Well, yeah. yeah. You just yeah. maybe you have more years of age on the earth, oh, but you're not yeah. an old human. Oh, that's so nice to hear. Yeah. Young soul. Uh, yeah. Young oh, soul. yeah. Well, that, that's, I mean, that's what, how I feel. I mean, we have a lot of classes and kids around and, um, yeah, that makes me, that, yeah, that makes you, it keeps you young. But you're like, you're like the most OG of, or one of the most OG traces in the Netherlands, right? When did you start training? I started in the April 2004 and I mean, I won't say I'm, I was the first in the Netherlands, but there weren't, there were a few people before me, but uh, all of them don't train anymore. So uh, I think, I guess I'm training the longest there. And after me, there's, there's, there's a lot of people that just, just started just like half a year after me or two, a year after me. So uh, since then, and there's, there's still people around from them, but not before me. And you're still out there passionate about it almost 20 yeah. years later. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, it's, it's part of my life and I can't really imagine doing anything else. Um, 
because it's it's my work, it's my hobby, it's my life, and yeah. So um, and I think I I still love what I'm doing, and I even though I train in a different way, um, I still get a lot of gratification from it. So yeah, that's really nice um, that I can still do it for my, for myself. Mm-hmm. And. Do you think uh, that if parkour wouldn't be your job, would you still be training or practicing or loving it? Uh, that's a hard question. I'm, I think uh, I, it would, but I mean, it would also depend on what kind of work it would be. I mean, it, it, it's, it shaped my entire life so much uh, in what I do. Because of that, I'm doing more stunt-related work as well. So uh, also got a little bit into... Uh, kickboxing over the last year um, and just keeping fit and, and, and moving in general is a, a really uh, big part of it. I mean, before I did uh, free running or parkour, I, I wasn't really uh, a sporty type of guy. Um, the sport made that, yeah, mm-hmm. made me. So even though there's times where I don't train as much because of injuries or my back or whatever, I still... The, the feeling to be fit and to train uh, and stay healthy is something that has um, entered my life and I don't think I will ever let go, even though it doesn't matter of the surroundings, like work or uh, family life or whatever. So I think, I, think, I think so, but yeah, you can never really <laughs> say for sure. It's hard, it's hard to tell a life that doesn't exist. Yeah, um, but I mean, I'm I'm happy where I am, so I'm I wouldn't change it for the world. Ah, that's very good. That's very good to hear. Yeah. And another question, very abstract answer. I'm expecting to hear from you. Okay. Except from the job and for the sporty, the, like the active life, why do you love parkour? Um, I think it's still a little bit the same reason I got into it. Just the feeling of freedom and using my body in just to get over obstacles and move freely uh, and having that freedom of creativity. Uh, I think that's one of the most important things that got me into it and still drives me while training now. Um, I mean, back in the day, you, you might have had some extra motivational things like, mm, well, not necessarily competitions because that wasn't really a thing when I was training a lot, but maybe getting work or showcasing showreels, just like just being out there and trying to be, well, maybe even trying to be one of the best in the beginning. Um, I, that changed through the years a lot because people training now, that, that's, that's a whole different case. I mean, having to have the experience of the people that have gone before, the facilities that are there now, people train so much faster and gain knowledge and skill so much quicker that, um, that it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be possible for me to maintain that. Um, and so I let that go quite, well, not quite early, but like, like maybe years after starting training and focusing more on what I want to do and just training for myself and enjoying not necessarily to get like the biggest jump or like the biggest swing or whatever, but just being able to move and feeling the passion in that. And, and I think that's the most important thing for me. And that 
still drives me to train now and also will uh, be able to drive me when I'm the 20 years older. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you do as long as you use your body and what you can do at that moment. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you were saying this about um, the, the new generations that they already have more facilities and they have uh, more information and more experienced people who can tell them Mm-hmm. What you, for example, had to discover on your own only through trial and error back yeah. in the days. Yeah. And now this uh, younger generation, they, they do most part of the performance jobs. They compete. They make all these crazy videos, get sponsorship. Yeah. They already have a whole road that was uh, built by people like you. So I think that the role that you have right now is so important to the parkour community because these the, the kids they are artists but they are not there to share the knowledge the experience to teach and like your role in the parkour community in when i see in the netherlands it's beautiful and i really love it Thanks. and for those who don't know you have one maybe you are the co-founder and co uh, manager of one of the biggest of if not the biggest parkour jam in the road for the love movement and this is already man your name is on the forever on the history books of parkour yeah do you miss for the love movement um yeah well i'm uh it's 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 always mixed feelings for me not not that i don't like it but it's always it's 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 a tough period i mean it's, it's a lot of work um and then when it starts you get all of that back tenfold in energy uh because of all the people training and so um i don't miss the 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 work before but i do miss the event itself uh the, i mean we can't do one without the other but um exactly. <laughs> that's the problem um so i mean for me it, it was weird because it was the first uh christmas that i had time to spend with family but it was also a christmas where i couldn't spend time with family because of the virus and, and everything and oh. uh, so i mean I, I i did see my parents um we we met in small groups but it, normally we would go to uh, my girlfriend's family and we'll have like 20 people and uh, obviously that, that wasn't possible and mm-hmm. um but it was nice to have that time free for for, uh, for once um it was weird. Uh, normally, there isn't a pe- for me. There is no period between Christmas and New Year's. There is no days between that because that's <laughs> yeah. I, I, for my uh, the feeling that I have is that the, the New Year's uh, all, uh, like New Year's Day is like the day after Christmas or something. Uh, and now it's like oh, there's a week in between. Uh, how, where did that come from? <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean. Especially when you see people reminiscing and and, um, and, and posting videos and um, that makes you smile and see like oh, I would love to do that again and it's it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what we do next year obviously uh, my baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's it's gonna be interesting to see where we when we're gonna go with this because of the virus but also will the world change in that regard i mean mm-hmm. is it still a good idea to put 500 people in in an area and just let them sleep together and <laughs> spread everything they have not only the love but also potential viruses it's exactly the place where if one person was um, infected yeah 
everyone would be infected. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, the 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 year before we had this, uh, uh, it wasn't it wasn't bad, but, but it was like a, a like a stomach virus. Um, oh yeah, I heard about it. And I think like yeah, and a lot of people. Well, the good thing is it, it took a, a while to incubate, so not everybody had it at the event because that would have been <laughs> a disaster. But most people had it like one day or like two days after the event, so that was. Yeah, that was interesting. That might be the craziest story of For the Love Movement ever, no? I was not there on this one. Well, I mean, in, especially in hindsight, when you look at it now, it's like, how would it would have it been if like the, the coronavirus would have been here a few months earlier? Because like it, it hit the Netherlands in about like the end of February, like beginning of March. Like what, I mean, what would have happened if it would uh would be a few months earlier and be in december that would be it would have been crazy so i'm i'm really happy that didn't happen um and it's going to be interesting to see how we're going to do it next i mean we definitely have the plans of of, of wanting to doing it again and and just to see in what kind of scale or um venue or we'll have to look at that and also like the situation at that time how is um stuff like vaccines and, and, and like lockdowns have worked so just the winter version right not the summer the summer probably not yeah well so, summer well i mean we haven't done the summer in a few years anyway because we've had some problems with venues and mm -hmm. finding the right place to do it um and it's also it's it it is it's always been a harder thing to organize in a sense like when do you organize it because like summer holidays are always different in different countries and when is the correct time to do it um um, and like that was always the easiest thing about the winter. It's always the same. It's like the, we, we don't have to change that. So um, that's a winning formula, which we didn't really find in, in summer. I mean, we, we had a really successful uh, last edition, um, but they changed the, the venue where we do it. So we can't really do a lot outside. Mm. So we'll have yeah. to find a new place. And so for now we're focusing on the winter and then maybe after if that is a success this uh, year if it happens then we might have a look at what well, well every time we'll have a look what summer brings and, and what the possibilities are nice um like let's just see back a little bit how many uh, for the love of movements approximately there was like 10 maybe around 10 of them yes i think all oh, maybe even more um i think we started I mean, there's one edition, I think it was 2012, which was a small edition, which I didn't really, uh, I wasn't really working mm -hmm. on that as much. And then I joined uh, Jump Free Run um, the year after, and we started on the first one that was uh, in a bigger venue and we had some more space, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's 2013. So then we would have had like, six summer editions and about four winter uh, i think also like five or six, no five or six winter as well so we're over we're we're past 10 i think i think we've had 11 but yeah all right so we've had a lot <laughs> there was 11 for yes it's a lot you did 11 yeah. of the biggest parkour gym in the roads still how long does it take for you to organize it like prior the day of the event i always start roughly four four months before um it's not like we're working on it full time but i mean you have to get the ticket sales going you have to get like uh mm -hmm. equipment going facilities going so um 
it, it and we start about four months before but i mean the real tough work starts like more like six weeks or like a month before like getting everything organized getting the, the people in the right place and um but i have to say i mean especially for the winter edition because we we've done it so much it's got becoming more and more efficient and it's becoming for me more mm. and more easy to do that besides all the other work that we do oh that's very cool very insane and how was the like if you can just look back at it like really quickly uh what was the the best memory you had in a for the love movement like this one special moment oh um i whew. i don't think i have one special moment though i mean um maybe one of the first editions where we noticed that it that it was becoming a real thing like people uh, coming in mm -hmm. but it's especially once you're in it it's all automated and it's like you're going through this process and sometimes i only realize how good it was afterwards so it's hard for me to be in the moment it's getting a little bit easier now uh since we've like we had this system which worked and it gives me some a little bit more time to actually enjoy the event at the time um i think to, to sum it up and it, um there, there, there's a few things that it's always these special moments where this one guy does this insane flip nobody's ever done before everybody's looking and and like this, this feeling around that or um and also Everyone the after parties I think, because, and yeah and just like oh, what, what's happening and like history is being made at that moment um so that's really cool and about like and also the after parties for me because maybe even more so because then i can like go a little bit more um <laughs> because especially we always do it on the the the, the last uh, evening mm -hmm. so like most of the event has been been done so i can like go a little bit and like okay uh, we've had a success and then um i can i, I can just sit down and, and and look how everybody's enjoying themselves and it's beautiful um, the after parties everyone yeah is the same There is no, yeah. like, someone that is better than the other person, that this person no. has more followers on Instagram. It's that energy and, and, and love. and Everyone is, yes. Um, and yeah, it's really nice. I really miss it. Yeah, and, and that, that, that's what I, what I'm, so it's, I don't think there's, for me, there's one single moment. Because there's, it's like one string of moments all tied together. Um Yeah, that, that makes it special. Uh, and I think the, the, the gratitude I get from all the people that uh, are enjoying themselves, that for me is the most important thing and the things that... That's the, 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 the main reason I do it. That's very cool. Just like to, to, to create something that so many people can enjoy. And... Um, Because yeah, it's not a, it's that, also not it's not like a profitable event. It's not like you're making money out of it. For the amount of work that you do... No. Yeah, and I mean, in, in, in most of the time, the, the, the money that we make, we try to put in for next year, mm -hmm. and, and so it's, it's that's why we're able to grow as well, because we um, we see it as a circular thing where mm -hmm. everything that comes out goes in again. Cool, and um, it's like, it, it's crazy, because how old are you now, 31, 32? How old am I? No, I actually turned 35. 35. I know you were older than 31. I just wanted to be polite. 
<laughs> you should have said 26. You look great. You look like 23 years old, Philip. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's so nice to hear. So you are yeah, grown you. up, a grown ass man in the Netherlands. Well, that's what they that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> and you created your own job, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like in a place like Netherlands, where it's like this very competitive, like also like a very developed place. Like if you see, uh, like mm -hmm. uh, from my experience of the Netherlands, it's a place where people take life seriously, but they still enjoy it. And um, it's even crazy because there's a lot of stories of burnouts and people who get uh, overworked and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. How is it for you to like, how hard was and how to? take your passion, your hobby, and really commit into making it become your job and a job that didn't exist? Um, um, I think there, uh, it, it's different now than it, it used to be. Like you said, there, there wasn't anything uh, like a job like that. But that also, for me, made it... It doesn't seem like a big step uh, because I just started, uh, started doing this sport and then made a little company on the side while I was doing my studies for like computer technology. Um, so I did it next to each other, not having the feeling like, okay, this is going to be the main thing I'm going to do for the rest of my life. But it just, maybe it's also like the, the good energy I put into it. It's like more, more and more work came out of that. And I was like, I finished my studies, uh, had one years of um, work in um, um, a computer company. And then and anytime I, I had a really nice boss, Every, anytime I was like, I have this little job here and there, can I get some time off of that if I uh, commit maybe working a little bit later on that day or like working the weekend or whatever. And he was like, oh, that, that's good. It's fine. And every time I would take a few days off, even though I was working for myself, like, like my own company, it didn't feel like working. It was feel, uh, so I was like, hmm, it would be nice if this could be the feeling I could have all the time. So I, I, w I would be working, but I would have the feeling uh, of having a holiday all the time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe try. So I had a few talks with um, my parents and parents of my girlfriend and just like, what should I do? And I was still in a position, um, I wasn't living together with my girlfriend, but I had a little apartment uh, in the city. Um, my parents said, well, worst case, it doesn't work. You come back living with us and then we'll see. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, let's try. And, mm -hmm. and I've, I've never had to look back after that. Funny enough, when I made a decision, that summer was the busiest summer I had. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it kind of just, I kind of just rolled into it and just, just like saw opportunities did things, went with it, uh, created new opportunities, and just it started growing from there. Um, and I've never had the the feeling of having to make ends meet, meet because, yeah, we would create a lot of opportunities from the work that we did. Um, the only time that was hard for me was, like, during this uh, pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning, it's like, okay, it's really uncertain certain what's going to happen. Um but even then, I had the, uh, the mindset like, it's, oh, it's, it's all going to um, come back to us and it's all going to be fine in the end. It's just, just, just forget mm -hmm. about 2020. It's like, oh, this, is gonna, this year is going to be uh, fucked up. And then after that, we'll, we'll keep on going. Cool. Yeah, you're a very hardworking guy. I, I know it. Very uh, disciplined, passionate and hard worker. 
So basically what you said is like you committed to it and you just went through with it and you made it happen. <laughs> really nice. Yeah, and, and I also believe like if, if, if you have the positive energy, it, 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 it will follow. And if you have the determination and, 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 and hard work. And I guess now it's going to, it's now, it, nowadays it's, it might be harder. There's, I think maybe a lot of people that do want uh, to make their uh, living out of it don't have the idea exactly how, mm-hmm. like what kind of elements. So they, oh, yeah, I want to be this uh, professional athlete and, 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 and travel the world. And like, okay, that's cool, but how are you going to make money to do that and, <laughs> and, and maintain your a living? Like, yeah, but I mean, I can do competitions. Like, ah, competitions is not, it's not really an income. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It's cool, but it's it's a it's it's a side hustle. <laughs> yeah, you did uh, everything. You did from performing, organizing, coaching, stunts, everything, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and obviously, there's a few things that I uh, enjoy more than others, and 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 I, I I just try to spend the energy where uh, I deem it fits and I, where I want to put that energy. Um, mm-hmm. So, like uh, one and a half year ago now, I started my own gym. Um, mm-hmm. so I had to build it up throughout the pandemic and even that's going relatively well so um, I could put energy in that I really want to go man yeah it's a good gym I really yeah. want to go to progression yeah it's a good gym I love you and I love Noah very much oh. I know that he's involved in it yeah yeah really he's, he's, he's giving classes and uh, he's getting his own troops together on the Saturday so uh, yeah <laughs> he's, he's doing well and how is it going are you enjoying your gym yeah, I like mean, I know that pandemics is difficult, but are you positive also there? Is it gonna go through after this is all over? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, um, I had to had like one hundred and seventy um, students to to uh, just to ha- play even. Uh, so when the first um, uh, lockdown started, we had about seventy. So I was still missing a lot, mm-hmm. um, but. We had some um, subsidizations from the government, and they helped a little bit. And then, when summer started again, and we could have, we could do actually do some classes. Uh, and after the summer, we we gained a huge boost of new students, and now we're at one hundred and seventy. So we're about break oh, even. Just just before just before we had to go into the second lockdown, and as long as people. Uh, pay their memberships um, that's fine so even though we're now in lockdown we're doing classes outside uh, mm-hmm. and I spent some time a few weeks to uh, rebuild and change some of the obstacles so we can put them outside so we are now have obstacles that you can put outside in the rain and you still have gri- uh, grip and you, you just jump over them like there's that's no awesome. problem and it's, it's always good to see like the kids are now happy again because they we, they don't go to school here. They, they're homeschooled at the, at the moment. So mm-hmm. they have a lot of cropped up energy and can't play with friends. Yes, and then when they, so so they're so happy when they get out. Yeah. Um, we have, we have, we, and I was always afraid like, oh, it's going to be cold now. And how's that going to be? But kids don't care. I mean, we've had kids <laughs> training in shorts and t-shirts while it was. Yes, five they're weird. Rain and no problem. <laughs> it's like, okay. So yeah. I, I I think I was I was fussing about it too much and and the kids the kids don't care so so yeah I'm happy that we can we can start up the classes again and people are enjoying it and it's another thing that the Netherlands is uh, ahead of the rest of the world how developed yeah. parkour is there it's crazy it's it's 
it's yeah. so much ahead and it's so big like everyone all the kids know about it everyone knows that it's a serious sport that you can go to a gym and learn you can go to competitions there's yeah. really good people out there it's so nice there but it's shitty that you call it free running yeah um um i if i could go back and change that um i mean i was one of the advocates for that as well <laughs> but um yeah uh, that's that's i think how the media uh, gained some momentum in the beginning and then that's what it was um, and for, I mean, I'm getting a bit older, so I don't care as much as long as the energy and the feeling and the, the, the idea behind it is, 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 is good. Yeah. So that's how we train our, uh, our kids. And it's, 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 it's weird. I mean, I think uh, I don't have the numbers, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we have more gyms than the entire U.S. together. I mean, every year, even during the pandemic, we gained yeah. 10 gyms in a year. So it's like, I don't know where this is coming from, but it, we have a lot of um, semi-younger, older groups that are uh, trying to be a good entrepreneur and, and starting up and investing what they make out of a gym and getting into the second one. And so the only thing that's limiting us at the moment a bit is having the right people to coach. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, because one gym uh, takes about two years to, to make a second gym and then it takes about one year to make a third gym and then they make like four gyms a year after that i mean it just it just spirals out of control so we have a few groups that have the ambition to to take over That's the crazy. world or the netherlands uh, at least <laughs> so it's, it's i find it interesting and i don't know why it's um it it, it it works in the netherlands and it doesn't work in other countries for example if i compare it to germany i mean i guess we have kind of the same um, um ideas about how we work and like, like mentality and etc but no, i just um i don't know why it doesn't happen there and one guess that i have is that we have a few people that started up gyms by themselves they weren't uh subsidized by government no, this is a company, we're doing it ourselves, and because we do that, we can make money to create more gyms. And um, the only gyms that aren't spreading as fast in the Netherlands are the gyms that are um, um, or being subsidized or like there's a party behind it that is throwing money into it. Um, so th And th those don't have the ambition to grow, but that the people that have their own gyms, th th those are... Growing as well. It's really it's, cool. It's weird and it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, Netherlands special place. I I would guess that uh, the mentality of the Dutch people is also very different to the rest of the world because uh, people they're really fit, man. I don't know if you notice the difference to the rest of the world. People there practice other sports rather than rather than than soccer only, football. I, I don't know. I mean, everyone does a little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the mainstream sports still have a, a lot of pull uh, and a lot of uh, control. I mean, I see it with we have a lot of uh, schools coming uh, coming by, and like we had, I guess about five hundred to six hundred kids over the span of a few months coming from classes and getting introductions, etc. And in every class that you you would have like a few or even like 10 people like, oh, this is pretty interesting. And oh, well, maybe we, this is something for me. But then in the end, from those 600 kids, I gained one or two new members. And what, ha what mm -hmm. apparently what happened is that a lot of those kids like, yeah, I'll, I always play soccer for 
five days in a week or I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a runner, I, I do athletics. And so there's a lot of kids that already do a lot of the mainstream sports and, uh, and they don't get the, the room to, to try something new. Um, and, but I mean, uh, obesity is also a big problem still in the Netherlands. I mean, it's not that um, we don't have big people or uh, of, uh, unsporty people. So I'm, I'm not sure if... Um, is it? That we... Yeah, I mean, we still have that problem, especially on the kids as well. Obesity on their kids is, is growing here in the Netherlands. But it also depends on where you are, though. I mean, if you're in a city or more like in the countryside... Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, for me, it's I think it's I think it's entre- entrepreneurship that um, yeah that that helps uh, us grow, and then the possibility for people to start their own gyms and then from there work and continue. Yeah, yeah, and also because of the weather, because as you don't have a really good weather, it cannot be a only street sport. It has to be institutionalized uh, inside of a headquarters kind of sport. Well, I mean, if 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 if, if you want to gain like a mainstream audience, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we started yeah, outside, and, and and it was possible and no problem, and you can train when it's rainy, etc. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to, um, if you want to gain like this mainstream audience, then um, you need facilities for that. I mean, and outside, you don't have the uh, the places to, to to give those classes or I mean you can do it in public spaces but I mean it's just a name it's just a, like an idea in the air but it's not a yeah. physical thing that you can see and touch yeah and, and and yeah and if you go to the gym it's like oh we have a, we have an airbag we have trampolines and yeah. we have a, all this kind of stuff we have a lot of walls and um, yeah it, 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 it speaks to the imagination I think I mean like the spots in the Netherlands are, are Aren't, the architecture isn't that really good for free running or parkour. I like the spots general. though. I really love Amsterdam. I really like. We, have, we do have a lot of. Cities. Yeah, we do have a lot of nice spots, but I, I guess because it's so flat, we, um, we mm-hmm. don't, we don't have a lot of staircases and walls, and uh, we don't have a need for that. So yeah. it doesn't happen that often. Cool. Or, I mean, Lisbon is 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 a, a different thing. I mean, pff, I've I've been there. Uh, uh, and yeah, you have to come back. You can't. You can't really come compare back it. for a visit. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I mean, I, I want to visit there with my girlfriends. Um, we like to uh, like to do go to like cities, cool. and uh, Lisbon is on our list. All right. Okay. So, do you know Tic Tac? Tic Tac is the part of swapping shoes that I give you two options, and you have to pick one of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Um, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, do you have Do you have a timer or uh, is this like do I get points? No, no. It's, <laughs> but it's like a tic tac, man. If you keep your foot on the wall for too long, it just slip. Too long, out. you slip. Yeah, you Pa-pa. slip. Out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Ready? Yes. Ready. Coffee or tea? Uh, neither. <laughs> I, I I don't okay, drink so, warm uh, beverages. Iced coffee or iced tea? Um, I guess iced tea, but I don't drink it a lot. But yeah. <laughs> Rock or jazz? Uh, rock. Arm jump or precisions? Um, precisions and now with my back arm jump. <laughs> Performing on shows or stunt work? Stunt work. Backflip or front flip? Front flip. David Bell or Sebastian Fulcan? David all the way. <laughs> nah, well, I mean, I have, I'm, I've, 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 I've met David and uh, I haven't met Sebastian. I think Sebastian is probably a really cool guy as well. So. <laughs> Daniel Ilabaca or Leg Vorslav? Daniel. 
For the Love of Movement Winter or For the Love of Movement Summer? Oh, <laughs> winter. <laughs> All right. And that's it. Thank you. You did well. <laughs> you have your profile now. So uh, do, do I win something? Yeah, do, do I win something? No, there's or? no point system here. Everything is a very personal choice. You choose. Just, we just, we just like we're creating okay. the perfect uh, model of a tracer. And in the future, we're going to have all of this in our yeah. coaching system, the Arch Club coaching system to create the perfect ah. free runners. Perfect free runners. Is there such thing as perfect? Ooh, nice. They are perfect with their imperfections. Okay, so uh, <laughs> that's what my ex said. But uh, let's one 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 small um, point that we were you were men mentioning before, and that I say, that I said, and I usually say, um, is that I am kind of sad that the word parkour doesn't exist in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And you you said that you were one of the advocates of the w use of the word free running no, for the, the general no, masses. To no, 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 no. I was, I was the advocate for the word parkour. Ah, okay. In the beginning. S yeah. So why did it become uh, only free running? Um, I think it changed over the generations a bit. I mean, we, obviously, like as many countries, we had this struggle of free running parkour and flips and no flips and competition and no competition, etc., etc. Um. I think that um, because of like the media coverage and um, free running being like aesthetically interesting and being on TV, um, that gained a little bit more foothold. Um, because of that, more kids were using it. Um, the older generation like me uh, either stopped or didn't care as much anymore. I mean, if, I can only speak for myself, obviously, but I think the message was more important than struggling over a name. Um, and I think that's what my younger self um, did wrong, in a way. Like, it's, it's not about mm -hmm. uh, what you call it, but uh, how you perform it and how you, um, you spread it. Um, and I think because of the new generation, they were growing up with that word. It just like slowly just grew into that. Um, if I speak to my uh, like some friends that do train a little bit more, they just they still call it parkour, and I call it parkour as well. And then, but you, we, I use it like mm -hmm. the interchangeable. Um, but um, I have to. I mean, like marketing wise for my gym, yeah, I have, to, I have to call it free running because that's popular and people know that word. Yeah, so. They Crazy. And I mean, uh, it's so popular yeah. in the Netherlands, and everyone calls it free running. Yeah, um, I guess. I'm, I mean, I always think it's 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 just how it uh, changed, how it started in a, in a, in a country. I mean, in Germany, like parkour got more like a foothold, mm -hmm. and so now it's called more called parkour yeah. and free running in Britain, etc., etc. So, and I don't think it's that important. I think it's more like the the message that you you spread. And if I look at the kids that that we have, we we give them the freedom to to focus more on an, an, uh, like an aesthetic flips uh, um, way of training or more like a parkour. But we do find it important that they try both and um, maintain the control, mm -hmm. maintain uh, the skills and uh, technicality of both. Uh, and then they can choose for themselves what they want to do. I think that's yeah. the most important thing that people can create their own yeah. style that fits them. Cool. Nice, I like it. I, I, I think that it's very important that uh, the concepts are like precisely defined 
uh, it's not about so much that like free running is wrong to call it only free running in the whole country but i think it would be nice that uh, mm -hmm. the thing is that in the netherlands like even more for like people like you and the other gyms you you still have the informative sides of of teaching so the kids that are learning they know that parkour is parkour and free running is free running and there is the, like the fundament the fundamentals and you call free running pretty much the whole umbrella of movement right mm -hmm. but inside you have more the aesthetical and more the efficient but you still call it parkour right the, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. i i feel like we need more of this concise global concept of are we going to call it parkour or free running or are we just going to call it parkour for the whole umbrella or free running for the whole umbrella Because in the end, like uh, you, like in the Netherlands, they call free running, and in the Germany, they call more parkour. So it's like this: what is that? Uh, parkour and free running, and it's like um, could be just one for the whole road. Yeah, um, um, I don't think that's ever gonna change, just because um, <laughs> it's um, even if even even if I wanted it to, um, but it's I think it's like I said, it's it's so in our system. There's no way yeah. of, of changing that. And um, especially because everybody would have to decide, okay, this is what we want. And most of the people don't yeah. care. So, um, yeah. and it's, 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 it's interesting because you still get those parents sometimes like, okay, so, the, so they're doing free running now. But, but you have to tell me when I grew up, I heard the word parkour as well. So what's the difference? Yeah. And then I have to do the story again. It's like, ah, okay. So, but I mean, when the kids train in my gym and, and then we have a few like um, the, the talents and, and, and they said, ah, okay, I'm, I'm going to try some, I'm going to practice some flips now. And then afterwards, okay, now I've, I've done with my flips. I'm going to do some more parkour now. So I'm going to do some precisions and, and uh, faults. And yeah, yeah. So, so, so they know the difference. And I think it's, it's a scale yeah. more than like yeah. black and white. It's like some people like focus more on one end and the other end. Oh, and nice. It's a shifting scale for everybody. Um, even for myself, when like w when you're when you're injured and in, in, in train, uh, I can't do a lot of flips now, so I focus on the things that I can. So yeah, you shift more towards the parkour and, and the technical thing aspect of it, and yeah. so that okay. changes a bit. Cool. All right, Philip. Thank you very much, man. It was a pleasure. I love this talk. Really enjoyed it, and good to see your face and to listen to you. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good catching up again. Yes. Um, all the best. Have a great day, great week. Thank you. Send Noah a hug and Mike. Yeah, will do. I'm, I, I can't physically give him a hug yet, but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> give him a mental one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was good to speak to you. It was good to, to, to have a chat and, and, and it was nice to, to, to talk English for a while because I haven't talked English <laughs> for a while as well. Good, man. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Ciao, you too. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Swapping Shoes. And don't forget to follow Philip Vanes on Instagram and also We Arch Club in case you haven't yet. I hope you're going to have a great week and lots of good training or whatever you are up to. Bye bye.